Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. It's me, Doug. If you'd like to check out our podcast episodes live, head on over to our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash lowercase c slash mindgappodcast for the live stream there. We'd love to interact with you during the show. While you're there, it would mean the world to us if you would hit the like and subscribe button. This little act helps us grow and we'd appreciate your contribution. If you're still in the giving mood, head over to wherever you're listening to this podcast and give it a rating and a review. If you like a particular episode, video, or bit, share it around with your friends. Who knows? You may help another mind gapper find their way into our loving embrace. You can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast. Your subscription will give you access to early content, exclusive videos, special Discord privileges, and more. All right, that's enough for me. On with the show. Mind Gap Podcast. Welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. I'm pumped. I'm so excited for this show. I was a go-getter today, Justin. I got shit what? done. I got shit done. Today was a good day for Doug. I got shit done, man. I, I was I was knocking stuff out for work, man. Just Well, part yeah. of it is I'm, I'm making podcasts at work. so Right. So you're happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I have eight of them, eight episodes that I've recorded and then I'm editing and then I'm adapting it to like a still image video so that it can be put up. So it's like audio with just a, a, a still frame. And then I got to do the transcripts. And those are the ones that are like, oof. Yeah. So I use the speech to text feature in Adobe Premiere, which is which is better than nothing. Right. It's better it's, than doing it yourself. You probably like 75 percent of the yes. way there. And you just got to go in and tweak. Yeah. Got to go in and re-listen to it and tweak it out and everything like that. And I make little adjustments here and there. So it, it takes some time. But yeah. um, I've completed six of eight. So nice. my goal is to get them all done by end of weeks because I'm going on a two week vacation, baby. And by Ooh, vacation, I mean, nice. I'm just not working for two weeks. I'm not going anywhere. So be nice. So have no fear, friends. I will be around just dicking off probably. Hey, you should come down and do laser tag. I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you got some free time. Come hang out. Uh, we're just. Since my other plans got canceled, yep. uh, we're going to be like bowling and just like having a good time, just doing all sorts of shit, man. Like, you know, we got the Bolero. Remember the Bolero, Justin? The what? The Bolero. I, you, you can keep saying it. I don't know what it means. When you, when you came by my house, you're like, you have a Bolero? Like, you just like, we're making a joke. Like, you'd heard of it before. It was oh, like, yeah, yeah. Is, hey. it a, is it a bowling alley? Yeah. Be funny okay. if it wasn't. It's like, no, it's a restaurant. Right. <laughs> Well, I didn't know if it was like it's a bowling alley plus like, you know, I mean, I think they else. also have like mini golf, which I've never done there. I never trust a place that has more than one of those things because it's like, hey, focus on That's one fair. thing that you're good at. All right? right. Let's just focus. It's like a restaurant like the Cheesecake Factory. Right. Like I, I went you to can't that. Do all of this, I right. went to that trampoline park, you know, when I was, came up to, you know, yeah. up in GR for GR living. And the trampoline park was the main thing. They also had mini golf and laser tag. And I was like. Okay, and we did the mini golf. It's like it's like five and not holes. Just that they had like that was, that was just a sampling. Didn't they have like twenty different things that they do at that? There was place? a bunch. There was also a big old yeah. arcade and all sorts of stuff. Right. It was it was a lot. But actually, Natalie's going to a birthday party, and they're doing laser tag at this place. And I was like, I'll take Natalie to that one. 
She'll go, do you mind? I go, not at all. I'm not happy all. to take her. I'd be loving. And then she's probably like, hey, adults aren't allowed. I'm like, fuck you. I'm playing with the kids. Later. Right. I'm not making small talk with these other parents. Later. Right. I'm playing with the kids. Woo. I'm going to make friends. There. Yep. <laughs> Jared says, I want to do laser tag. Hey, man, I, I've only done it a handful of times in my life, and it's pretty fucking cool. I love it. It's so cool. Do they have laser tag in Australia? I would do think they, they would. Do they call it laser tag? Do they call it something else? Lazy teag? <laughs> it's more, more Kiwi-ish, but, you know, whatever. It's all good. Lazy teag. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I got a lot of shit done today. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I feel accomplished. I even snuck in a 25-minute nap. It was great. So Jeez, good. man, you really yeah. did knock it all out today. Yeah, I did it, man. I tell you, I did not. I'm the king. <laughs> I did not. I'm the king of the 25 to 45 minute nap now. Okay. I've totally just given up the I'm going to sleep until I wake up nap. Like, yeah. I just don't do that anymore. I'm like, no, at max, it's an hour. No more than right. that. But for the most part, I find these little windows of time during the day and I just I lay down. I'm right there. I get to it. I fall asleep and I wake up and I'm like, energy and I feel good. and I'm ready to go. I See, I've never been able to to nap and feel good afterwards. I can't wake up after a nap. I, I don't know why. Like, and I know people the people evangelize it all the time. They're like, you got to do it, and they promote. I I understand it works for a lot of people. I am just not one of those people. I never have woken up like, whew, feel refreshed, ready to go. I always wake up groggy. My hair is a mess. I feel like I get that weird tasting. I just it doesn't do it for me. I don't know. Well, because you're probably just sleeping. You're not napping. And I learned no, the difference of that. For, well, wait, how do you, if, is it the amount of time or are you physically doing something different when you do this? Well, because the sleep is like, yeah, I'm going to lay down and take a nap. It's like an hour and a half and your body goes through like REM cycle, deep right. sleep and all that. That's not a nap. That's just. No, I do it for a half hour. It's oh, the same even a half thing. hour? Really? It's just not right. I don't know. Hmm. My body doesn't, maybe not the mouth thing. Maybe, it, you know, that's not, but like I, I, I go, Doug, I go deep. You should, you should. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I, I feel like I do. I feel like I just get it done. And then I wake up and I'm like, cool. Because if I let myself go too long, then I'm like, come out. I'm like, bah, bah. I used to understand like, who can only sleep for 30 minutes? That's crazy. It's like, no, it's actually like really good. And when you can teach yourself to do it and trust yourself and be disciplined and be like, just get up after 25 to 30 minutes. I yeah. also have the uncanny ability of just like hitting the pillow and going to sleep. It doesn't take me long. So. See, that's I, I have a hard time winding my brain down. So that's yeah. another thing that probably works against me. Yeah. When I'm tired, it's just like, adios. You know, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Later, yeah. dudes. I did that. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you on the other side. It's, it's, it's Jill hates it. Um, the fact that you can fall asleep so quickly. Yeah, because usually uh, and then it means like a little bit of snoring will come, you know, especially when I was really bad at it. She'd be like, fuck, yeah. Doug went to bed before me. I'm like, Haha, later, bitch. You know, and I'm fast asleep. And then she's like, wake up. God damn it. I'm like, what? <laughs> she's like, I'm not asleep yet. I'm like, too bad. <laughs> right back at it. <laughs> You're like, OK, ready? Let's go to sleep on three, two. <laughs> she gets so mad. She's like, God, how do you do that? I'm like, I don't know. Like, it's just. My dad was like that, where he grew up on the farm, and he basically had a small window of time to eat lunch and and like do whatever before he went back to chores. He's like, "This is my only time. I got to do it." So he just would go to sleep. And then I also realized it's probably because he was he got really overweight and had diabetes, and so that's probably why he was able to, you know, sure. 
fall that asleep because his body's yeah. like, please give me a moment's rest because we are running so inefficiently. We've got so much gunk in the gears. We cannot right. function properly. Just, I will make you fall asleep where you are. So get to a bed or you're just going to fall asleep where you are. Right. Don't sit down lest you're ready to go under. I had that for a little bit when I was really unhealthy where I was just like almost narcoleptic. Just passing out. Really? Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, uh, I was telling my doctor about it at one point, and he referred to it as sleep attacks. And I was like, that's actually a pretty apt description. I remember specifically, it was like 2017, 2018. I was in my yeah. little office at work, and I was like staring at the computer. I'm like, God damn, I'm tired. And then I just found myself like time had passed, and I was like, <gasps> <gasps> and I had like fallen asleep just and it scared the shit out wow. of me because I felt like I didn't have control over it. I'm like, I'm just so tired. And I was not active at not all. Attentive. And yeah. there would be times where I was just on the couch watching TV or whatever. And then and Jill was talking to me. And I went, she goes, did you Seriously? just fall asleep? I go, no. <laughs> Lied to her. No, I didn't fall asleep. Blatantly lying. She's like, what? I was like, ah. And my and I saw my brother do it. We were in the like in the car talking. He did the same thing, passed out in the car, and I'm like, oh fuck! Like we, this is a health thing. This is not good. This is not good at all. Oh, wow, hasn't happened to me since. Now, obviously, wild. I've gotten tired and been like, I could fall asleep, but I haven't just been like, it just didn't hit me all of a sudden and be like, boy, I'm sure I'm. <laughs> guys, get, your body get just decided I'm shutting down right now. Yeah, get in shape, guys. Yeah. Like, don't drink a lot of soda. Don't drink a lot of Mountain yeah. Dew. Don't don't pretend to do keto the way you think it's done because you just want to eat uh, bacon and cheese and be like, hey, it's keto. You know, I'm going to have a bunch of bunch of brown hamburger meat with taco spices and about a pound of cheese on top and be like, this is my keto lunch. It's no, that's not a good way to do it. And then be like, I'm tired. I guess I'll have a Mountain Dew to get through the rest of the day. <laughs> not good options, gang. Not good options. Don't recommend. Yeah, that was that was that was a great phase because I knew nothing about keto and I was just you would tell me like this is healthy man and you would go through it and I would like it doesn't seem healthy but I mean he's probably done more research than I have so I didn't I I was like trying to find the cheat code in it I'm like wait yep. so you don't have to eat vegetables you can just eat meat and like you just have to avoid carbs I'm like this is my fucking dream right here this is this is yeah. the thing that works for me and I bent it to what I wanted it to be and yeah, uh, yeah it was not good yeah. I think keto is possible if you do it the right way I was not doing it the right way at all so sure also no exercise you know I did lose a few pounds but probably because my body is like Jesus Christ we have to go into like what are we doing shock mode because we're just consuming meat and cheese and right. so much cauliflower rice this is insane and I was like, just using like a bunch of oil, which is fine, right? Like oil, there are worse things to, you know, put on stuff, but I was just dousing. I, yeah. I got into like zucchini and I was just putting zucchini in with a shitload of oil and, and bacon and using bacon grease. And I'm like, it's bacon. I got to waste the grease. Just put bacon you all in deep, there. You're deep frying zucchini. Yeah. Oh, it was gross. It was so gross. Just thinking back to it and I was just <laughs> eating it nonstop. I got to the point where Jill's like, I can't eat cauliflower rice ever again because that's all I was eating was just with cauliflower yeah. rice nonstop. She's like, can we fucking stop doing this? And I was like, okay. God, when you look back on some of the stuff that you did in the past, isn't it amazing <sighs> how much things have changed? Yeah. Yeah. 
My mom used to say to me, uh, you know, we just didn't know any better. You know, like when I think about riding in the car, we didn't ride in cars, car seats. I mean, do you remember riding in a car seat, Justin? Yeah. I don't. I never remember. I always remember just no, being in the back seat. No, my brother was no. My brother would sit in the front seat because he got car sick, I mean, and I would just be in the back. Maybe? Yeah, I mean, but now, like, right. you should like you're supposed yeah. to ride in a some some sort of booster seat until you're like 12 or some shit like that. Like, it's I'm yeah. like, huh? It's, it's, it's not. It's a weight requirement. Yeah, no. it's yeah. a weight and height requirement until you can transition over. And part of me is like, Jesus, I wish that was now because I fucking hate car seats. They're not fun. <laughs> I don't enjoy them. Rich just said he's been doing time restricted eating for a few years. I think we on this side of the pond, I think that's uh, intermittent fasting. Yeah, is the uh, trendy way of saying that over here. I that doesn't work for me because there is a monster inside of me, and if you let that monster get hungry, there's just no turning it off. It, it will rampage. Right. I have to have small meals throughout the day. I I, I get up. I have my right. breakfast and then I go on my walk. I do my workout. I have my after workout shake and that's usually around 745. And then I'll have a snack around 1030. I'll have lunch between 1130 and noon. And then I'll have another snack between three and four. And then I have dinner. And I just I have to do that because it keeps the beast at bay. Because yeah. <laughs> if I don't, I can sometimes uh, make it's, it. It's you have to tamper it. I yeah. gotta keep it satiated. Where that I way, I don't are, just go. You know, <laughs> right. it's really bad. Exactly. Yeah. I look, Richie. Whatever you're doing is working. So yeah. we can we can say that. So if that's working for you, you keep it up, buddy, because you're looking very svelte. Yes. Great job, man. Good job. Proud of you. Yeah. Um, I shouldn't be proud of you. I didn't do anything to make that happen. I'm happy for you. That's it. I'm really sensitive about using. I'm proud of you now because I'm like that. Just sounds like. We talked about like how I'm assigning ownership over what you've done. I'm proud of you, Richie, as if I had anything to do with your accomplishments at all. It says, no, I'm happy right. for you. That's way different. I think that makes more sense. I'm thrilled for you. Keep it up. Did we talk about that on the podcast? Mm -hmm. Okay. We, we sure did. Justin's like, cool. That checks out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I remember that. Yeah. The idea I think is we're also, you and I are experiencing a pretty bad delay right now. I think you're right. But guess mm -hmm. what? It hasn't stopped us. Nope. We're just going to keep talking over each other, gang. I mean, on my end, it doesn't sound like we're talking over each other. So. Big time on my end. Well, that sounds like a you problem. So. <laughs> so if Justin gets quiet the rest of the podcast, you all know why. Oh, boy. This will be fun. Richie says, I let uh, I let go a little in December. I let go a lot over Thanksgiving in November. And now my goal is like, let's get this shit under control. And I'm doing a lot better now. I'm doing a lot better. I've been very disciplined. Yeah. You know, the other night I let myself have some yogurt with a little bit of honey and some some fruit. I was like, that was my treat. But the the storm's coming. We're we're going to make a bunch of shit for Christmas. And it's going to be it's going to be a nightmare. So I'm just. Again, I'm going to allow myself a day or two, yeah. but then just be cognizant, please, Doug. Please be cognizant. <laughs> yeah. So but Future Doug needs to come back and listen to this again and remember. remember. Remember, past Doug is pleading with you, future Doug. Please, please make it happen. All right, gang, before we get into this, let's do a little bit of housekeeping. We'll get it done, and then we can move on. So uh, if you haven't already, hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. Uh, it's free, 
and it makes us very happy. We have done so well uh, for 2022. We've 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 gotten such great watch time. We've got so many more subs than when we started, and it's all thanks to you. Thank you for supporting us. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for um, you know hitting the subscribe button for all your comments with the engagement for sharing all that sort of stuff. Seriously, thank you very much. We've seen some growth. Sometimes, some weeks, this feels like a grind. You're like, ugh, you know, you're not feeling inspired, but you do it. And other weeks, it's like we're there and you kind of look back you're like, oh, shit, we've actually accomplished some stuff. This is pretty cool. So it feels really good to have that happen. So thank you very much. Please hit those, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button. We're, we're making our way to our goals in, those, in that regard. Um, if you'd like to, uh, you know, th- spend some money on us, uh, check us out at patreon.com slash mindgappodcast or check out our merch at redbubble.com and just type in mindgappodcast to find our stuff there. Um, Don't forget to check out our Discord. The link is in the description down below. You can meet all the cool people that we hang out with and do streams with on a regular basis. By the way, did you know we stream this? We stream the podcast live on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Central. We do. You can hang out and be like the cool people like Zinni, Jared, and Richie right now and chat with us live. I also host a video game stream on, right now it's Fridays, uh, for the most part, because uh, D&D occupies my Saturdays, which I'm not mad at. Um, and this Friday, uh, I'm going to be playing Dinkum with Slotty. It's basically uh, an Australian-like game where you play an Australian guy who's building a farm and doing all sorts of Australian stuff, and we're going to be really inconsiderate in the way that we portray Australians while we play it. So that'll be this Friday at 8 p.m. Central. Yeah, Dinkum. Fair dinkum. Come check it out. It'll be a good time. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, that's that's it. Thanks thanks for all you do. Thanks for checking us out. Thanks for, for participating in this little thing we call our podcast. So this feels like appropriation. Jared, it is. We're going to make it fun. So, Jared, do people in Australia wear a lot of shirts or not? Because I feel like I'm going to be in character for this, and I feel like I shouldn't wear a shirt. And I feel like that's pretty appropriate for 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 Australians. Or should Doug wear like five or six shirts at the same time? Like, yeah. Do they wear a lot of shirts? Is that how that works? I don't know. That's but, the question I thought you were asking you know. when you said a lot of shirts. I'm like, do Australians typically just layer? Yeah. Wear a single tank top. Okay. I don't know if I have a tank top. Those days are long behind me. But or a singlet. Oh, a singlet? Like a wrestling singlet? Do you have your wrestling singlet? No. Yeah. Do you have that? And your thongs or flip flops. Well, my feet aren't going to be on here because this isn't my OnlyFans. So that's that content's behind a paywall. So take it easy there, pal. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I think we're going to have some fun with that. It'll be a good time. Can't wait. So that's Friday at 8 p.m. Central. Come check that out. YouTube.com slash my get podcast. But we got some cool stuff to talk about tonight. I'm super excited. I'm super excited. Let's get to it. Uh, first thing, we're continuing our streak of weird food lawsuits. Um, TGI Friday's quote-unquote mozzarella sticks contain no mozzarella lawsuit against manufacturer claims. Dun, dun, dun. I don't think we have a delay anymore. I think we're caught up with each other, Justin, because you were all over that <laughs> shit. We're there. <laughs> then he goes, oh, here we go again. Fuck yes. Yep. Uh, so apparently... Uh, TGI Friday's mozzarella snack sticks, which, by the way, if that doesn't spell diarrhea, I don't know what does. Like, if you're going to the store, <laughs> you're like, gee, what could I do to really punish myself and my bowels? How about these TGI Friday's mozzarella snack sticks? Um, but, but to be clear, 
Uh, this is not against the restaurant chain of the same name. They've just licensed this to uh, the company that is called, uh, what is it? What are you called? It's uh, some sort of fucking thing. Uh, Inventure is the name of the company that distributes this stuff. So the lawsuit claims that TGI Friday's packaged cheese snacks found in grocery store frozen food sections are labeled quote unquote mozzarella sticks, but they actually only contain cheddar cheese. <laughs> Only fine print on the back of the product package reportedly reveals the truth about the cheese. <laughs> this is so nefarious. I feel like the truth about the cheese is a title to something and I don't know what it is. Well, I'll tell you what, while you do that, I'm going to have some, write us a story about it. So apparently plaintiff Amy Joseph accused both TGI Fridays Incorporated and the makers of the cheese sticks, Adventure Foods Incorporated, of misleading customers about the packaging label. Customers would not pay as much or buy as much of the product if it was accurately labeled, Joseph said in her lawsuit. Dear God, let me, I want to pose this to you. If you're listening, if you're watching, if you're here on the stream right now, tell me, would you be less inclined to buy something that says cheddar sticks versus mozzarella sticks? What would that be a deal breaker for you if you're like, ah, I'm a mozzarella only kind of kind of person, you know, I'm not right. uh, I don't I don't fuck with cheddar and my fried dough sticks. I don't do that. All right. This is a fucking I mean, lie. Can you measure buying it, putting it, cooking it and being like, huh, this is yellow cheese. Like you, how the rage you would feel. Right. I wanted mozzarella. Well, what if it's white cheddar? Oh, my you God. It's won't. even worse. That's what I'm saying. Really, really worrisome. I'll tell you who we should have had on for this is Bob. Oh. Bob Ballmeyer hates cheese except for very specific types of cheese. Tell me so more. So he is, I think mozzarella or mozzarella is the only type, and it's got to be fresh mozzarella, though. It mm. can't be it, I, exactly. So mm. it's very, he doesn't like the consistency of melty cheese. But he it, it, he's got a whole thing that he does. Does he eat through. pizza? He does, but it's not his. He eats it begrudgingly. Okay. Yeah, it's the one thing he and his Italian family can't get along about. Okay. Oh, here's the thing. He's got. He's. You know how you and I have the what is a sport debate? Yeah. And does he have what is a of cheese debate? Don't, don't make sense. <laughs> sure. His is what cheese does Bob like, and his uh. arguments are very clear in his head. But they don't always make sense to everyone else. Okay, so you said like fresh mozzarella, which, by the way, love fresh mozzarella. It's amazing. Yeah. It's I, I will just eat that plain with a little bit of salt and pepper. Mwah, so good. Um, yeah. What I know Bob isn't here. Do you know any other type of cheese that he likes by chance? I'm just curious. Oh, I, I don't. I can't. We this we go over this. So I've known Bob for 25, 26 years now. So. We go over it every every few years. It comes back up because he we meet someone new and they're like, "Hey, do you want to get an appetizer with this?" And he's like, "I don't like cheese." What? And we have to discuss it again. I don't remember all the details, but I do know this is a this has been a running thing for us. So for someone like him, this could be a very big issue. Interesting. This could be a very very okay. Big issue. Well, we found the guy that it really truly affects. That's good to know. I'm just saying, um, yeah, that's good to know. Uh, you know what? Let me as we're talking here, I'm just gonna message him. To I was just about to ping him on G Chat and just be like, "Hey, what kind of cheese do you like?" <laughs> hey, can you hop on the <laughs> live stream chat? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
So while Justin's figuring that out, so um, so we've got uh, Richie said uh, Jared says yes, I want mozzarella for stringiness. That's fair. It's got to be good mozzarella for that. Richie says I wouldn't buy either of them. I'm with you. Um, if I'm gonna go cheat meal, it's not gonna be a frozen food section, you know, fried cheese dough thing. I'm gonna go for something way better than that. Zenny says, I feel my rage increasing on this level of dumb shyness. I, I, I'm here. You. I hear you with it. It's really dumb. Um, eh, just call it cheese stick. I agree. You know, um, simply having a company's label on a product. No, blah, blah, blah. That's what they're talking about. How TGI Fridays is not getting, you know, culpable in this. Um, Adventure reportedly argued that it never really said the product contained mozzarella cheese, adding that no quote-unquote reasonable customer would think a shelf-stable, crunchy snack product actually contained mozzarella. That's a really sh <laughs> that's a really shitty way of putting it. They're like, hey, no idiot would think that this thing's healthy enough to this actually contain cheese. <laughs> right, no shit, dummy. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would also say this. <clears throat> it, it it so the last last week we talked about or a couple weeks ago we talked about the Velveeta, the craft Velveeta thing, right? Mm -hmm. Where it said it takes three and a half minutes before it's ready, ready to in go. Three and, and a half minutes. And on yeah. the package, right? On the package, it said that. And you were practical Doug was like, look, there is maybe a from a legalese standpoint, a valid argument here. This says, they even say on the back of the package, it states what is in it. If she was too lazy to flip that package over, is there even a lawsuit? I'm I'm surprised the judge let this lawsuit through. Yeah, um, they, they obviously tried to file to dismiss it, um, but the judge allowed it to happen. Uh, the, also, the uh, inventor, the, the food company for this, uh, is questioning Amy Joseph's motives for purchasing the product. Uh, Reuters right. reports that adding Inventure Foods said that Joseph has filed multiple consumer class action lawsuits with at least eight being in the last decade. So this seems like it's a uh, pattern for them. Uh, but uh, it's a career path for her. Yeah. Her lawyer basically <laughs> celebrates saying, We're pleased with the judge's ruling. The judge agreed with us that the claims in the lawsuit have merit and the case should not be dismissed. We intend to proceed against Adventure Foods on behalf of the nationwide class of purchasers. I, I, you know, it's funny because uh, I got a notice in the mail for um, a class action lawsuit today. And I just looked at it. I was like, Who does this? Like, who actually is like, Yeah, I spent $4.28. Yeah. I want to get in on this. Oh, shit. Bob has entered the chat, ladies and gentlemen. Holy shit. All right, Bob. First of all, thank you for As being he here. As he trepidatiously asks, what am I walking into? All right, Bob. I'm so glad you're here because Justin popped open the top of this can of cheese snakes, and I need to know more. <laughs> I hear there's a beef. There's not a beef. Cheese this snakes. Is about, this is about cheese, there's my cheese. friend. Okay. I need to know. Right. What kind of cheese do you like? I hear you like fresh mozzarella, um, but you know you wouldn't you wouldn't dabble with a whole lot. You get you have trouble with melty cheese, and you eat pizza begrudgingly. Tell me a little bit more about that because I'm just kind of curious. As as a man with an Italian flair and likes to cook, I imagine. I mean, there's there's a lot of non dairy things these year these years these days, but you know. I don't know. I just I, I I'm trying to imagine a world where you know someone's like, "Hey man, you want a cheese stick?" You're like, "I don't do I don't do cheese, man." Like, you know, what is it? Is it a texture? As, as he's typing this up, uh, just to give him 
just to give him a little bit of backstory uh, of, of why we were talking about cheese. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay, so he goes, eh, it's okay. Hard cheeses are the jam. Okay. Melted cheeses are the devil. Pizza is an exception. I'm a complicated bitch. I love hard cheeses also. What's your favorite kind of hard cheese? Yes. Because I'm here for it, dude. I smoked cheddar cheese recently on my smoker. Holy shit. I became obsessed with it. That's all I want. Have that with a slice of apple. Yeah. Maybe throw it on a, on a buttered cracker. Hiya! So good. So good. Holy shit. So real, real quick, Bob, the TGI Friday's uh, mozzarella sticks that you find in the freezer section, they're getting sued because they are, in fact, cheddar cheese in there, not mozzarella. And some lady had a big issue with that. And Doug was saying, who would have an issue? It, it, you're buying a cheese stick. Who, who cares what kind of cheese? And I said, well, there's one person that I know who might have an issue with what kind of cheese is in there. But that being said, I feel like you wouldn't be caught dead eating a cheese stick because it's melty. Yes. He says, yes. Parm and Romano are my faves. Amen, brother. I'm right there with you. Fresh shaved or even just, you know, sometimes when I'm shaving off some fresh parm for the dish, I'll just slice off a little bit for myself. And that's why I have to eat throughout the day because I'll just be like, I want more. And before I know I eat all this goddamn Parmesan. So I wouldn't have an issue with cheese sticks says, because fuck that. <laughs> Uh, I just go back to this overall thing like <laughs> the idea that someone goes just like you know yeah. what I'm taking this motherfucker down class action lawsuit I'm going for it man they're lying right. to the public and we're taking them down <laughs> okay I'm gonna, blow the, I'm gonna blow the top right off this there yeah. goes I, yeah, my I've hero bunch of you know <laughs> just I had a bunch of class action stuff in the mail, the same thing. And I'm like, the amount of time it would take me to, you know, follow up on this and make sure and, you know, just just following the trial. And and it's is it I'm going to walk out with what a dollar fifty from RCN. Why? You know, like it just For doesn't what? make any sense. On a principle. Yeah. Now, listen, if these are technically labeled TGIF, you know, fried mozzarella sticks and they don't actually is it in quotes, though? Because that's the thing. Because if it is, again, technicality, it's true. These aren't mozzarella cheese sticks. You know what I mean? And apparently they are labeled as mozzarella sticks. Well, <laughs> yep. Justin's leaning yep. real close. <clears throat> yep. So if it does say they're mozzarella sticks and they don't contain mozzarella, there is, this is where you leave yourself open to assholes just, you know, slipping in your cracks. You know, they slip in your cracks. They get a little pinky in there, they make a little bit of room, and then that's when you know they're sticking their nose in there and you don't want that. All right? Corporate America, you hear what I'm no. saying? You know? You just... Right. You don't want noses and cracks. Mm -mm. Don't want... I don't want your nose in my crack. So get get your mods, get your cheese right or you get a nose in your crack. That's right. This, well, the moral of the story is get your cheese right or you're going to get a nose in your crack. Get your no, cheese I think right. This, this goes back to we talked about this craft mac and cheese lady. Is that if if this is what you have to worry about, my God, what a life you live! Because who fucking gives a flying fuck about any of like this is the hill you're choosing to die on. You're gonna plant your flag here and say this shall not stand. This is the, I feel like I know this woman. I feel like I see the moment she goes into the grocery store. She walks by that freezer section. She opens it up and she just picks it up. And there's just some poor fuck 
who just had to run to the store real quick because they forgot to pick up some veggies. They're like, you know what I'm going to get? I'm just going to get some frozen broccoli. Maybe I'll get like a vegetable medley because this is this is fine. And as they're going to look for it, they see this woman in their face holding up. She goes, do you see this? Do you see it? It says mozzarella cheese sticks. The guy's like, yeah. Woof. I love Fridays. No, no. He's like, oh, okay. I just want to, just want to get this because you know, gotta gotta get home. No, it's not mozzarella. It's not. She's just like showing it in his face. He's like, fuck. Uh, okay. She's like, it's actually cheddar. I won't stand for this. And the manager comes out and goes, dear God, fucking Amy's here again. He's like, Amy, you can't be doing this. She's like, no, how can you sell these lies? You're part of the problem. Liar. And then this is like an ongoing thing. Like every week, you know, she does that. (laughs) Karen says Richie. Yeah. Well, I think do you think she's the type of person that builds the her own class action lawsuit. Like, is she in the freezer Obviously, section? She's just done eight in the last decade. She understands. She knows the process. Right. She knows it by heart. She knows exactly what to do. I'm just saying she camps out in the in the freezer section. She just waits for someone to pick it up and go. Do you buy these often? Yeah. Hey, do you want to get in on this? Yeah, we're taking right. this fucking company down. We're going to be millionaires. Yeah, we're going to get it. Yeah. Jared says, Here's my car. Jared says, to be frank, it seems like right now everyone needs a windfall just to survive. Suing someone for bullshit is basically like lotto for people who need money to survive. But here's the thing. It's not really a lotto. I think people look at this incorrectly. The Winning the lotto is I buy a scratch ticket or the Powerball or whatever and hope that it turns out. This is so much work. This is like the amount of effort, the intricacy levels that you go to cheat on a test. When you're like, just fucking, just study for the test. Just study. This person's like, I'm going to try to find some technicality, some little loophole that I'm then going to try and ram through corporate America to hopefully get a payout. And the thing is, it might work, it might not, but you're still like, you have to hire a lawyer. It takes time. If you're looking for a windfall, this ain't it. Like, this is not your ticket. This is not your golden ticket to make this happen. I think it's it's, it's really obnoxious that people are doing this. Join depending on how many people join the lawsuit, like you're like, not only is it going to take absolutely forever, like Bob said, you go, you're, you're going to walk away with what, maybe 50 bucks. Like, like how much are you suing them for? How many people are attached to this? What are your legal fees? Right. Cause are you trying to go for punitive damages as well? You know, cause you got, depending on where you are, there's going to be limitations on what comes with that. And it's, 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 the idea that this is some sort of like treasure trove that you've just stumbled yeah. upon, I think is completely inaccurate thinking. I just don't think it's going to, yeah. it's not going to, it's not going to go the way that you think it will. And that's why probably why this person has done eight of them in the last 10 years, because they keep thinking, all right, now this is the one, this is the one that I'm going to, it's just like, why bother? Why bother over? Technically, she may be right. Technically, she may be right, but what are you really going to get out of this? What are you looking for? And the lawyer that's like, we've got a case. It's like, yeah, right. technically you do. So congrats. Way to go. Right. Jesus Christ. Gross. When we get to it, I have I have a short noir thriller story titled The Truth About Cheese, Doug. Okay. Well, we can save it or we can do it now. 
I think we need to save it because it's out of context. It's not going to work. All right. We're saving it. So let us know how you feel about this lawsuit, gang. Is it worth it? Let me work it. Put my thing down, flip it, and reverse it. Say, we haven't even beacon round yet. You know what I'm saying? Cool. Uh, I feel you. (laughs) 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 So good. So good. So good. Uh, All right. So, uh, our next topic we're talking about is more AI generated stuff. So we've talked about this a lot, just like we've talked about food related class action lawsuits <laughs> recently. We're just becoming, we're a pattern guys. You can, you can guess what the show is going to be about now. Yes, you get it. Uh, but this is interesting because like, I feel like there's continual AI things. Um, and this one is in refer- reference to Lensa AI. And I'm sure if you've been on Instagram, you've probably seen this. Uh, it makes magic avatars uh, where you put in a few um, of your selfies and it will generate several different themes. It'll be like sci-fi, fantasy, things like that. And it's it looks really cool. They're very stylized and you pay like seven, eight bucks for it and it'll spit out 10 to 20 of those images. And they look cool. Like the first time I saw it on there, I'm like, whoa, holy shit. Where, how did this happen? And then uh, I looked into it and um you know this is one of those things where um the way that this works um this is from the uh TechCrunch article um and basically um stable diffusion the ai image generator that powers lensa was originally trained on 2.3 billion captioned images a massive cross section of the visual internet and in all of that kind of stuff including watermarked images copyrighted works, and a huge swath of pictures from Pinterest, apparently. Those images also include many thousands of photos pulled from Smug Mug and Flickr, illustrations from DeviantArt and ArtStation, and stock images from sites like Getty and Shutterstock. So the AI was trained on all this sort of stuff. And individual artists did not opt in to appearing in this training data set, nor can they opt out. So essentially all of these styles and all of these kinds of things that were copyrighted just got all looped in and now they exist as part of something that can be outputted with the stuff that they're also monetizing on top of that. They're not giving credit to. And this is where it gets really muddy because I'm always on the artist side. With this sort of stuff, I I'm very much I don't like I don't believe in pirating. Um, I always want to give credit to the people that generate the content, and so the idea of I can't imagine what it's like to be an artist and then see your style because that's also weird, right? Like your style, how do you know? Right. What does that look like? But you could also watch a film and be like, oh, that's very much like a Christopher Nolan film or a Tarantino film or a Kubrick film. Jesus, wow, Kubrick. Kubrick film or Spielberg film or uh, George Lucas definitely has a style um, you know and so it's I guess it's also like you think from the standpoint of comedy like the, the way that a, a comedy's timing their tone the way that they um, approach a topic and stuff like that you, you can say there's a style to it and people are you can kind of tell when someone's really attached to it or really trying to emulate that so i have to assume it's also the same thing with art so 
And we kind of talked about this a couple episodes ago where there was a guy who does a lot of artwork for D&D and books and people have been going to AI image generators and be like, give me this thing like this artist whose name is, I always forget, Greg Rutkowski. He's actually mentioned in the article. Yeah. Uh, Greg Rutkowski. And essentially that, um, you know, he's really concerned about this kind of stuff. Uh, he's worried his actual art will be lost in the sea of algorithmic coffees. copies. He says, what about in a year? I probably won't be able to find my work out there because the internet will be flooded with AI art. Uh, I actually saw a TikTok the other day of this woman who said it finally happened. My art style showed up on an AI generator and basically it's my work. She's like, I can show you side by sides what they are. And she's, she was heartbroken and there's nothing you can do about it because as this uh, article says, the horse has left the barn. What are you going to do? So, Justin, what do you think about this? I think it, this is this is kind of from the the moment that we started talking about this. The first time this got brought up, this is one of the things that we were worried about. That we were, and we're not we're not the only ones, obviously, but something that we've been talking about since the first time we brought it up on the show is you know these artists' styles, the, the fact that they haven't been they didn't opt in and there's no way for them to opt out. So against their will, their styles are being pirated and recreated uh, faster being replicated faster than any human could, could ever churn out these things. And for a cost far lower than what anyone would, would charge if you were getting the actual artist uh, to, to create these things. And I, I think it just it's a it feels it feels like a complete violation. Um, it it feels like a violation. Like my this is a weird uh, comparison, but when I was uh, younger, uh, one of my first apartments, we got our our apartment got broken into uh, while we were there, right? And it just they they ran around and we were all in our rooms. We heard it. We came back out. We're like, what the fuck was that? They were already out the door by the time, but it just felt, you felt violated. You're like, what the fuck? Like the people were in our place taking our stuff. Like this to me has that same vibe of like, you just took my shit. This is my stuff that I've worked. I've curated over a lifetime of, of figuring out my style. And just like that, it's just taken away. And I think the, the thing that bothers me the most is if artists were to opt into this, I, I think it would be one thing. They'd be like, yeah, let me see what my style looks like. I, I want to further this technology. So I'm going to throw my art into the ring but to just take watermarked images, images from from websites where you you can't like those places are locked down. All of us have gone yeah. there and been like, well, maybe I can sneak in. You know, no, they got this shit locked down for a reason. They charge. You know, it just it, that seems so just abhorrently wrong to me. Yeah, I had a similar experience of feeling just like violated, but it's really dumb. So I'm going to share it. Um my character got hacked in World of Warcraft and I uh, went in after I got hacked and all my shit was gone and my character was just floating in space and I was like, what the fuck? I didn't log out here and I just looked and everything was gone. All my gold, all my gear, every single thing and I was just, I felt absolutely sad because I'm like, fuck, I worked so hard to get all this shit and now it's gone. And fortunately, I was able to like reach out to you know a moderator, and they were able to reset everything. And that's when I put two-factor authentication on my account moving forward, which was awesome. But I know really dumb, you know, compared to like, yeah, I got robbed. 
uh, in my apartment and I was there when it happened. I was like, my character and all this fake stuff got taken away. But the idea of stuff that you put time into and something like just invaded your space fucking sucks. And, you know, I imagine, you know, what if right. somehow, not that anyone would, but someone was just like completely replicating our podcast, right? And putting it out there and monetizing it and getting money off of it. Sure. Like that would fucking suck. I'd be furious if someone was, right. you know, I mean, that'd be their waste of time, but right. But it would suck if they were, if they were more popular than us. We'd be like, fuck, man. It's like, like literally us. And they're like, yeah, but we're just, just that much better than you. would be like, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, we hate shit too, Doug. We've got our own theme song for that too. Fuck you. We do a better anime out of context. Asshole. Right. Fuck, man. That was my idea. <laughs> We've got a better fart soundboard. I mean, what if they, they could take... They could they could take our show, take a recording of it, feed it into an AI uh, program, transcribe it, send it through two voice mods, and redo the show. And if they had a better way of marketing or a better way of getting it, you know, p- pushing it out, and and if they were more, you know, uh, in tune with social media, I don't know. Like there is a there's a solid chance someone could take it, repurpose it, and just get it out there better than we did. You know, that would suck. And that, man. Would, that would absolutely suck. Yeah. Yeah, I always put myself in the in those shoes of you know. You know, you make anything and then someone just takes it, you know, and doesn't, especially because there's something about creating something with art that is very personable, right? Personal. It makes you feel vulnerable. You're sharing a piece of you whenever you do it. And for someone just to take it and be like, cool, man, thanks. I'm going to slap it on this thing real quick and I'm going to charge people for it. And it's like your style's right here. And anyone can search to it to be like, you know, ducks fucking in the style of Greg Redkowski. You know, get this really epic drawing of these two ducks fucking, but like it's in the D&D universe, you know, it's like, that's not how I do this. No, I don't want this, you know. Uh, And Bob says, not that I disagree with. with his corpse predicts quack quack motherfucker uh bob says not that i disagree with both of you these artists are using their platforms uh to promote their work they enter the marketplace and capitalism doesn't play by any moral rules by rebuttal that would be what justin says that they didn't opt into it and you know sites like DeviantArt and sites like getty shutterstock there are mechanisms in place to prevent people from just grabbing that stuff you know you have to pay for a license or there's there's ways to do that so the fact that someone flipped a switch and people are like gather all resources you know and without their consent you know because i'm curious if this ai didn't have consent to do that either right like i'm pretty sure getty didn't sell them a license to pull information from their site right so no that that ain't cool you know Bob says terms and conditions. I'm like, I mean, I don't. Yeah, think- I think they. He's- Go ahead. <laughs> it's happening again, isn't it? <laughs> the delay is so bad. I don't know why this is happening. Oh, it is. Why it's not? So bad. Why not? Why won't oh, it happen? God. You know. Well, yeah. Right. <laughs> you go. <laughs> I would say to to what Bob was saying, uh, or, or or to that conversation. Um, I think. Yes, they are opting in. They are putting their artwork out there. They are putting it on platforms to sell and and to promote themselves, but they're putting it out there with the understanding or at least the belief that uh, it is behind a paywall. It's not going to be ripped off. Like these sites that they're uploading their art to, uh, you know, if it's their own site, you know, they've probably tried to put things in place if they're uploading it to Getty or any of the Flickr or anything like that, Fiverr. 
um, any place where you can hire them or buy their art, these sites kind of promote, yes, it's going to be behind a paywall and, and, and protected. And then someone creates this AI and it just says, go crawl the internet and grab every image you can. Fuck watermarks, look behind the watermark or however they program it. You know, that, that is, you know, I wouldn't even say that's capitalism. That's just straight pirating. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I think that, um, because even the author of this article talked about how they're also a bit of a, a, a photographer and how they went to, you know, they had their own stock photo online store is mostly mountain landscapes. And they went to one of their, um, it was a national park. Uh, they had to get special permission to do a national park service. It was a five hour backpack trek up to a remote fire lookout in Washington Many entailed lonely hours of tending my tripod alone in the freezing cold, tracking the Milky Ways that rotated above a dark horizon like a hand of a clock. And the AI models already have enough training father to, to faithfully recreate photos of one tucked away mountain spot nearby that only local night sky photographers seem to know about. So this person painstakingly went to try and take these photos. Now the AI is like, yeah, we can do that too, you know? So it's not necessarily in the right. same vein of, hey, I stole your photo, but what's the incentive to go and get that really good photo if you can just have AI be like, hey, man, do this mountain landscape with these kinds of details. And they're like, I got it because they've seen enough of them to know exactly how to create it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I do think I understand what, what Bob is saying in that, like, hey, if you, if you don't. Know, if you're going to play in the game, you got to be ready for anything. And there is an element to that that is true. Like, you know, you don't know what's going to come down the pike. So, like, you just just be ready for, you know, technology has a way of, uh, you know, just just avalanching over all of it. Like, you you can't if it, technology is is an avalanche and you can't you can't get out of the way of it. Like, it's going to bowl everybody over in some like we've we've talked about like AI or uh, rather. Um, uh, self-driving cars replacing that industry we've seen in the auto, uh, the actual auto manufacturing industry, you know, machines have taken over there. AI is coming after artists. Like it, it's technology eventually bulls every, I think bulls everyone over. And so it's just a matter of when it, when it hits you and what are you going to do to try to, to try to be ready for it? Because people, you're right. Capitalism, no one plays fair. There's no rules when it comes to this kind of stuff. So people will do whatever they want, whatever they can, whatever they can get away with. You know, they'll do frivolous lawsuits against big food companies. You know, they, they, people will do whatever they can to get a little bit ahead. So at the same time, it's just like, yeah, this sucks. This is the world we live in. <laughs> There's no changing it. I really the horse has left the barn. Toothpaste is out of the tube. I I don't think there's anything you can do to change this. Well, I think in times like these, you got to turn to the Bible, and the Bible says oh technology God. finds a way. And I think that's something we all live by, you know. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Technology. Technology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Feeling it. So uh, we need to focus AI on learning that I have put the fucking item in the bagging area. <laughs> Stupid self-serve checkouts. <laughs> I'm with you there, Jared. I'm with you there. It's there, goddammit. It's right there. And they come over there like, we what's can the- crawl the entire, what's entire the- internet. Yeah, and th- we can't. <laughs> what's the last thing you put in there? That's right there. I scanned it. It's right there. I'm not stealing. Jesus. Oh, that's fucking funny. 
I love you, Jared. Speaking of AI, it's time, I think, for a brand new segment. This is a brand new one. If you're here, if you're here, it's it for right now. This is brand new because we have just used AI to generate this next segment. So I hope you're ready, gang. I hope you're ready. So if you're not familiar with chat GPT, you should be. It is an AI. It's a conversation-based AI. Um, And let me get some more information to kind of give you the full skinny on what it is. Uh, But essentially, it's it's created by OpenAI. And the idea is to kind of train it to have conversations, to generate things. And um, it's it, it can do lots of stuff. It can help you write code you can ask it to be like hey here's this piece of code i wrote can you help me find what's wrong with it and it will kind of like talk you through it you can write responses back to it some people have used it to make malware uh it generates short stories it generates song lyrics um it's all sorts of stuff it can do all sorts of things and um i found this and i said to myself i wonder what kind of fun stuff i can have this thing make and so I had to make a couple things and then I gave Justin a homework assignment. I said, you need to have this thing make you one to two things of content that you are then going to share with everyone else. So Justin has made some things through chat GPT. I have made a couple things and now we're going to share them. And if you're on the stream, you're going to watch it unfold live, which is going to be very exciting. And if you're listening to it, great. You're going to listen to yes. it. So Justin, you seem pretty pumped before we got started so do you want to go first with your first thing and then i will follow thereafter Uh, yes give me one second because i'm just trying to get something set up here oh boy i can't wait um yep uh hold on i have to i had to mute the uh the old chrome sound so none of this came up hold on give me one second yours has sound no i you'll understand in a second um i can't wait don't worry you'll understand oh i'm um, not scared okay here oh, we go I'm not scared. so this is for this is for when we get to the tail of the cheese um <laughs> cool. so doug my first prompt i think we all knew that this was going this was one of the topics that were was going to be brought up so who is it that was now okay. just hopped in uh, <laughs> Um, so the prompt that I gave it, I said, write me an epic poem about someone named Doug who hates onions. Oh, this is fantastic. Lay it on me. Lay it on me. All right. So once upon a time in a land far away lived a man named Doug with a hatred so strong for a vegetable small and round and white that filled his heart with a fearful plight. Doug had tried it once in a burger so grand, but the taste that lingered, it was so bland. And the smell that lingered, it was so strong that Doug knew from then on his hatred would last long. He would avoid them at all costs. This much was true. No soup or salad, not even a stew. For the mere thought of onions, it made him so sick. He would go to great lengths to avoid them so quick. But one day, Doug's hatred would face face its greatest test as he was invited to a feast of the best. 
roast beef and potatoes and a gravy so fine. But the cook had made a mistake, a mistake oh so divine. For hidden beneath the layers of roast beef and mash laid a bed of onions, finely chopped in a flash. Doug's heart began to race as he saw the dish come near, but he knew he had to try it for the sake of good cheer. He took a small bite, and to his surprise, the taste was not bad, and the smell was not vile. The onions had been cooked until they were sweet, and Doug realized his hatred was obsolete. From then on, Doug enjoyed onions so fine, in soups and salads, and even in wine. <laughs> His heart was filled with a newfound delight, and he thanked the cook for showing him the light. I... Where it says his hatred was obsolete, I would change that to his hatred was complete. That's how I would have done it. Um, I just like the fact that you've enjoyed them in wine now, too. Yeah, apparently. Oh, everyone loves that onion-based wine. It's everyone's favorite. It's so good. Yep. It's so Absolutely. awesome. Uh, <laughs> Richie goes, fucking onion wine, though. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you there, buddy. All right. Yeah, I was. That was the first prompt that I gave it, and I was so excited when it returned that I was, I was like, "Oh my god!" I was on the phone with you when you did that, and you point. you cackled with insane glee, and I was like, "Well, I don't know what's going on here, but uh, you know, this is delightful." I had a similar experience, Justin, when I put in my first prompt. Um, Please tell me. And I refined it to uh, to get what I wanted. Uh, I had it write a short story for me, and this is a short story of how Justin and a spider take down the Mexican cartel. All right, so Justin... <laughs> Justin Strandlin was a brave and fearless man. But even he knew that taking on the Mexican drug cartel was no easy feat. They were a powerful and ruthless organization that much, controlled much of the drug trade in that region. Oops, I just realized that this doesn't look good here. Let's change that back. <laughs> Silly Doug. Um, so uh, they were a powerful and ruthless organization that controlled much of the drug trade in that region. And Justin knew that he would need help to take them down. One day, while out on a walk in the forest, Justin stumbled upon a spider spinning her web. As he watched her, he was struck by her intelligence and skill. He knew that she would make a valuable ally in his fight against the cartel. Together. Oh, so Justin approached the spider and explained his plan to her. At first, the spider was hesitant. But Justin was able to convince her that their partnership would be mutually beneficial. Together, Justin and the spider set out to take down the cartel. They used the spider's web-spinning abilities to set traps and ensnare the cartel members and Justin's strength and bravery to take them down once they were caught. It was a long and difficult battle, but in the end, Justin and the spider were successful. Hold on, we're not done yet. The cartel was dismantled. Oh, I was going to applaud. And the people of the region were finally able to live in peace. Justin and the spider remained best of friends, and their partnership continued to protect the people from any future threats. The end. 
Hold on, I gotta do this. That was epic and almost makes me want to befriend a spider. Right. I want you to know I did several other, other iterations of stuff with the spider because obviously Justin hates spiders. I said one was Justin falls in love with the spider, which was and very sure good. Yep. It involved, you know, a powerful connection that you'd never experienced before, which was great. Um, you whispered in sweet nothings in her ear. <laughs> And she seemed to understand and responded with a gentle touch of her leg on your cheek. Um, and then I had oh, God. <laughs> Justin's nemesis, the tarantula, becomes his best friend. <laughs> <laughs> but those didn't do as much as they weren't as good as the one that I'll tell you next. So you now your turn. You tell me. You tell me the, the, the other thing that you did. Well, I think one thing I've learned about using this is that the more specific, the more hyper specific you can get, the the funnier and just the better the story is going to or the, the return is going to be. The fact that you decided to not just say that we teamed up, but we teamed up specifically to take down the Mexican drug cartel. That's where that's the special sauce right there. Well, the cool thing about this, too, is you can you can add to it. I could have gone back and told that, say, make it more whimsical, you know, and it would have rewritten it with more whimsical or be like, make it darker, make it more violent. And it would have done that. Jared goes, yeah. now use AI okay. to generate pictures for the story. I thought about doing that. I really did. But I also feel bad yeah. about using AI images. So there we go. All right, Justin, what's your next one? All right. <clears throat> so the next one, <clears throat> the next one was, this is, this is a, topic that I've, <clears throat> it's been a, uh, it started as a good piece of advice from you. It turned into a running joke and it has since become an impenetrable argument that I have never been able to really crack, never been able to really. And I, I thought what better use of this tool, this AI that has access to presumably every bit of information what better use of this tool than to try and convince Doug to buy a boat? I, as soon as you said this was a practical piece of advice that turned into an ongoing joke, I go, I know exactly what this is. Let's hear it. So the prompt was, Doug says a boat is a depreciating asset. Prove him wrong. So it, it returned, Doug, you are mistaken about boats being a depreciating asset. While it is true that the value of some assets, such as cars, tend to do decrease over time, it is not necessarily the case for boats. In fact, <clears throat> the value of many boats actually increase over time. There are a few reasons for this. First, boats are a luxury item that are highly sought after by many people. As a result, the demand for boats tend to remain strong, even as they age. Additionally, many boat owners take great care to maintain their boats, which can help to preserve their value. Furthermore, certain types of boats, such as a classic wooden boats, can become more valuable over time due to their historical significance. Overall, while it is important to consider the potential costs of owning a boat, such as maintenance and storage, it is also important to recognize that a boat can be a valuable asset that can increase in value over time. Seems pretty general. Seems like there's a lot of specific situations, but I would also say in general, no. 
Take it up with the AI, does I will take it up with the AI. <laughs> I would love to see an extended conversation between you and the AI. Yeah. Trying to, because if you can like chat, before you and I were doing a prompt that we won't talk about, but we were actually chatting with the AI and trying to convince it to, yes. you know, do something. And it was we like, found no. found its limitations. It's like, no, you cannot yes, do that. I was like, oh, what have we here, AI? So I would love for you to chat back and forth and see an extended version of that conversation. I love it. I love it. Anyway, that is that. That was my attempt at AI refuting a boat being a depreciating asset. Nice. All right. Now that's Um, comedy. This next one, my second one that I'm going to share, uh, it was very special to me. And a part of me wants to use the narrator AI for this, but I feel like it's going to botch the words and i think the words are incredibly important with this so i'm not going to do it i'm going to I'm, I'm not going to do that but <laughs> doug and the boat take down the mexican cartel <laughs> good one jared all right so i did another short story and i'm not going to tell you the prompt i want to tell you the story and then i'm going to tell you the prompt after because i feel like this is going to ruin it if i say it in advance so here is the story okay here we go Justin Strandland had always been fascinated by feet. He loved the way they look, the way they felt, and the way they smelled. So, when he discovered that his new job required him to spend hours upon hours massaging and pampering the feet of the wealthy and powerful, he was over the moon. But... Little did Justin know, his foot fetish would soon save his life. One day, while Justin was giving a foot massage to a wealthy business mogul, he overheard a conversation between two of the man's bodyguards. They were talking about a plot to assassinate the mogul and take over his business. Quickly, Justin realized he was in grave danger, But he also knew that he had a unique opportunity to save the mogul's life. Using his extensive knowledge of feet, Justin was able to distract the bodyguards and make a quick escape with the mogul. They ran out of the building and hopped into a winning car, (laughs) narrowly escaping the assassination attempt. The mogul was forever grateful to Justin for saving his life. And Justin was grateful for his passion for feet which had ultimately saved the day. The end. That one, my face hurts. I'm laughing so hard. That's so good. The, the what prop, the fuck was the prompt the for prop that one? Was, tell me a short story about how Justin's foot fetish saved him from an assassination attempt. There's so many plot holes in that story. Well, like, how you just, distra- using your extensive knowledge of feet, you distracted the bodyguards to make and a also, quick escape. If I'm giving a foot massage and the bodyguards are right there, how's the mogul not overhearing him too? Hey, man, he's got his headphones on. You know, he's not paying attention. Oh, you know? God. It's so funny. I just imagine you just, like, deeply getting into it because you're like, oh, oh, oh. God. Oh, that's so good, man. Oh. oh, is this doing it for you like it's doing it for me? Oh, oh, boy. I love the intro paragraph, just talking about oh. how much you love feet and why you like the feet. Like, that was 
right? That was the best. That was so incredibly disturbing and funny. Oh, that was a moment, man. That was a moment. moment. So I want to cap this off by bringing it full circle and having a short story that was written while we were podcasting about the first story we talked about. About the first topic we talked about. Um, <laughs> Jared, just in the foot fetish, take down the Mexican drug cartel. <laughs> I'm into all of these, Jared. All of these are amazing. <laughs> all right. So, uh, yeah. So we talked about the... Um, so Doug had said, you know, that sounds like a short story, the truth about the cheese. So I told it, write a short noir thriller story titled The Truth About the Cheese. Oh, shit. So here is The Truth About the Cheese. It was a dark and stormy night in the city. I, a hard-boiled private investigator, sat in my office staring out the window at the rain-slickened streets below. I had been hired by a mysterious client to uncover the truth about a missing shipment of high-end cheese. At first, the case seemed like a simple job, just another missing goods case. But as I dug deeper, I began to uncover a web of deception and corruption that stretched from the city's finest restaurants to the highest levels of government. I felt... I followed the trail of the missing cheese, interviewing suspects and collecting evidence. But as I got closer to the truth, I realized that I had become a pawn in this game. The cheese, it turned out, was not just a luxury food item. It was a key ingredient in a powerful new drug that was sweeping the city. And the people who had stolen the shipment were willing to do anything to keep their secrets. I was in over my head and I knew it. I was determined to uncover the truth, no matter the cost. I would solve this case or die trying. The night was getting darker and the rain was coming down harder. I grabbed my trench coat and fedora. I stepped out into the night, ready to face whatever dangers lay ahead in pursuit of the truth about the cheat. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, that was the truth of everything about that was like classic noir, but he's like, it was this cheese conspiracy. They went all the way to the top to the highest levels of government. Yeah. Government cheese. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Well, oh, um, Doug and Justin take down the Mexican cheese cartel. Now we're talking. Well, listen, I'll say this yep. much. Uh, we're doing this again. Uh, at some point, uh, the, the AI, I don't even know what we're really going to call this segment, but, uh, you know, uh, it's this was so much fun and the more we play around with it i think the the more fun it's gonna be so i've got ideas so we'll test its limits and we'll have fun with it yeah so yep Whew. all right well justin what do you got to recommend for this week yeah well dougie i am going to be recommending the movie bullet train starring brad pitt and a bunch of other people. Um, it is, uh, it's a fun movie, man. It's from the director of Deadpool 2. Um, it, uh, it was, it was a fun movie. I'm really enjoying the, uh, the, just the weird uh, kind of crime 
style choice movies that that Pitt's been been in with the last one, uh, Once Upon a Time in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with Tarantino. It's just these odd oddball characters. He plays them so well, and um, it was a really great kind of. It was set in one setting, just on this bullet train. And all these characters eventually tie back together and you see how they weave around and 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 feed each other. And it's just it's very interesting, very well acted, very funny. Everyone killed it. So I would strongly admit it's on Netflix right now. So go go check it out. It's a very I thought it was a really fun movie. It's it's not gonna it's not a life changing movie. You're not gonna watch it and be like, wow, I know the answers to life now. But man, it's a if you're looking for a good action comedy, it this ticks the boxes. I literally just started watching that tonight. I'm about a third of the Did way you? through it. Nice. What do you think of it so far? I'm loving it. It's great. Yeah. It's so it's good. It's fun. It's very enjoyable. I like the storytelling techniques and stuff with it. I'm like, I'm I'm into it. This is really, really cool. Yeah. Um, I don't have a ton to recommend this week. Um, I've been re-watching Aqua Teen Hunger Force um, and just sort of like remembering, reminiscing about all these weird, this weird show that existed. <laughs> That's been kind of fun. Um. It's on HBO Max. I love it. I, I just find it's such an absurd show, but there's so many fantastic one-liners on it that just get me, got me back like ten year over ten years ago, and it still gets me now. I still find myself laughing. Like God, this this line is so, this whole episode is completely absurd, but this line from Carl or whomever, and they just say this thing, and I realize I've been saying these lines out of context. And I'm like, oh my God, this is where it came from. It came from this fucking show. It's an insane show. It's not even worth explaining. But if you've never heard of it, it used to be on Adult Swim back in the day. Uh, it's currently on HBO Max, and it is wild and bizarre and strange. And I find it, find it oddly amusing. So very much have been enjoying that, kind of revisiting nice. that all over again. So, very good. Uh, well, with that being said, gang, uh, once again, Thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, please hit the like and subscribe button if you're checking us out on YouTube. YouTube.com slash MindGapPodcast. Check out our live streams on Tuesdays for the podcast at 7 p.m. Central. I'll be hosting a video game live stream on Friday at 8 p.m. Central. We're playing Dinkum, and we're going to be authentic Australians. Uh, that should be a good time. And then uh, also be sure to check out our Discord. Link is in the description down below. Check out our Patreon. Check out our merch at RedBubble.com. All that good stuff. And don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram, you can follow me at Justin at, nope, that's not right, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. While you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Podbean, uh, Stitcher, Good Pods, all the places where you can find and consume quality podcasts. You can find and consume us, and we love being consumed. Just saying. Uh, rate, review, subscribe, share, all those things. Big one is sharing. Let people know we exist. It's the only way we're going to grow. And then twoeastaith.com and twoeastaith on all social medias. Also loveandimprovfilm.com and Love and Improv Film on Instagram. Check it out. Check it out. Well, gang, thanks so much for hanging out with us. And like we always say, I'm going to say, Justin, thank you. Doug, thank you. Chat, thank you. Listeners, thank you. And you all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.